Most of us can agree that education is important, but with a subject as specialized as equipment finance, educating yourself about various aspects of the leasing industry is not always accessible in college classrooms or from other traditional training sources. In today's podcast, I sit down with Sadir Amembal, chairman and CEO of Amembal and Holiday, to talk about the state of training in equipment finance today and to explore new options available for everyone in the industry. But before we sit down with Sadir, I want to tell you about Monitor Suite, the content subscription service equipped for the equipment finance industry. Monitor Suite features high quality streaming series, including our summer blockbuster documentary series, GE Capital's Legend and Legacy, which will provide an in-depth exploration of the history of GE Capital. Monitor Suite members also have 24-7 access to our entire library of in-depth data reports dating back to 1992, early access to our annual Monitor 100 report, videos, members-only live stream events, exclusive articles, and much more. For more information, visit monitordaily.com slash suite. Monitor Suite was a project that I started working on during my time in cohort two of Stripe's leadership program, which just happens to be today's podcast sponsor. Stripes is a leadership development program for the equipment finance industry. This 10-month program launches with a three-day intensive transformational program and also includes master talks and master workshops from notable industry and leadership experts, working cohort groups with other industry professionals, outcome-driven development sessions, and much more. Stripes was a truly transformational experience for me, and I encourage you to learn more about the program by visiting stripesleadership.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Rita Garwood, Editor-in-Chief of Monitor. Joining me on the podcast today is Sudhir Amembal. Sudhir is Chairman and CEO of Amembal and Holiday. Amembal and Holiday, for those of you who do not know, is a leading global firm in the arena of equipment finance training, consultancy, and publications. Sudhir, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I'm excited to talk with you. Rita, it's the other way around. Thank you so much for having taken the time to organize this podcast. I appreciate it. Of course. So you are definitely well known in the equipment finance industry. Um, in fact, you were nominated as an industry legend in this year's Monitor Converge Awards. Um, but for listeners who may not know about you and your career, can you share the story of how you got into the equipment finance industry? Of course. But to begin with, it was really an honor to have been nominated by the Monitor into Monitor Converge Awards. As far as how I got into the industry, Rita, it goes back. It goes back to 1978. I'd been teaching accounting at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. I was in my fourth year of teaching. The chairman asked me to come into his office and said, look, Sudhir, if you want to stay, you've got to go get a PhD. I said to him, I said, Dr. Johnson, no, I really don't want to go back to school, to college, to university and get a union card. And that was the end of it. So when I left, I should say when I was terminated, I had a passion for teaching. And obviously there are two worlds. You can teach in the academic world, you can teach in the commercial world. So my ex-business partner and I, we researched and we quickly discovered that no one in the country, no one in the world was teaching leasing. Leasing was a fledgling industry then, but nonetheless, we said it's an opportunity. So we started teaching leasing in 1979. 
I remember distinctly our first seminar was held in our office. We had seven attendees, four of whom were planted. And now, in the past four and a half decades, we've ended up training 80,000 students throughout the world. So it was my passion that got me into the equipment finance industry, and I'm so glad I did. That's amazing. I love that. Um, I talked to lots of people about their careers in equipment finance and asking how they got into the industry is always one of the questions. And I think you're the first person whose passion for education got them here. So I love that story. So as you mentioned, you've been in the industry for four and a half decades. Um, looking back, what have been the highlights of your career? Well, one continued highlight going back 45 years ago, going back 20 years ago, yesterday, today, one continuing highlight is that I love teaching. And that really has been wonderful for me. But when you say specifically, what have been the highlights, a few come to mind. Co-authoring and publishing the Handbook of Equipment Leasing, which was considered, and I still believe it is, to be the Bible in the industry. I hate to use that word, but it was considered to be the Bible in the industry. That was wonderful. Chairing 20 consecutive world leasing conventions was another highlight. Being inducted into Elfa's Hall of Fame unquestionably was an honor. Then I was the first person that the CLFP Foundation chose to bestow an honorary CLFP credential. I guess they decided they shouldn't give me the test because they thought I'd flunk it. And lastly, but not the least by any means, being nominated, I mentioned this earlier, but being nominated by the Monitor in two prestigious uh, awards was another highlight. So those were the highlights, Rita. Those are such amazing highlights too. And uh, for those of you who haven't um, read the article, I got to interview Sudhir for um, an article that appeared in our 50th anniversary issue about his career and, and lots of other things. Um, check that out. It's available on our website. Um, and I think you would enjoy learning more there since that's not exactly the whole topic of our discussion today. So when you look at the equipment leasing and finance industry today, what is your opinion on the current state of training available compared to, you know, at other points during your career? Rita, to answer that, I've got to go back. Allow me to do that. I formed my business, as I said earlier, in 1978. 20 years later, I sold it to a publicly held firm in the UK. In the mid-90s, before I sold it, I remember our catalog, our catalog of courses listed 12 different titles for leasing courses. It was an A through Z curriculum. Annually, those days, we would offer 150 training events in the US alone. Now, since then, as you know, excuse me, Rita. Since then, as you know, we've had a spectacular growth in our industry, headcount, has substantially increased with the growth, with the increase in the headcount. I really have to say that what is available in the market with respects to training is shallow. There's a dearth, an absolute dearth of training. Now, there are forums, 
forums are issue driven. There are conferences. Conferences also are issues driven. They really don't constitute training. The CLFP Foundation and ELFA, they each have one single training seminar for their constituents and others. But just that, that's all we have in our country. So I would say I'm puzzled that there's a dearth of training for a one, one and a half trillion dollar industry. Yeah, definitely is puzzling, especially considering that there used to be so many in the past. So you've recent, recently launched an online training program. Why did you decide to hold those trainings online? And in your opinion, what are the pros and cons of live training and online training? Well, three years ago, COVID did us in, did everyone in. It shifted many a paradigm. What it did is put a halt to live courses, live seminars, live conferences. So I seized that opportunity. I created my first online course then in the year 2020. And based on the feedback I received from the market, which was very positive feedback, I said, look, let me create some more. So in the last several months, I created five short courses. They range in duration from about 30 to 60 minutes each. You ask me what the pros and cons are between live and online courses. Well, a few come to mind. Let's start with convenience. When it comes to a live course, and I'm exaggerating to make a point, one goes to the airport, one goes through security. It's a hassle. You eventually take a long flight, get to some airport, take an Uber to a hotel, and then you've got to do the same thing coming back. So it's really painful for a lot of people to take live courses. With online, as you know, you can really view the course whenever, at any point in time, at your convenience. The next distinction between live and online has to do with accessibility. Let me explain. I've taught before. I still teach live courses once in a while. But from an attendee's point of view, the course, the seminar ends the moment the instructor walks out of the classroom. But with online courses, they can listen to it again and again until it all is drilled into their mind. The next thing is duration. Live courses typically are long, two days or so, and that gets a bit taxing. A person's ability to retain technical items is really tested with the online courses, at least mine, they're short. And that allows an attendee to focus and not lose his or her attention span. The last thing, which is really important, is the cost. Live courses, by the time you add travel, etc., end up being extremely expensive. The way I've gone to market, I'm going to market, and others have too, with their online courses, they're much, much cheaper. So budgets go a long way. Those are all great points about the pros and cons. I wanted to go back to what you were talking about uh, when you mentioned focus. Um, 
you know, when you have something that's just online only, um, I'm sure we've all heard of like Zoom fatigue where you're just staring at a screen on all day. Are your courses designed in a way that would um, avoid that where the, the person taking the course is able to be more engaged in the content? Rita, I made a point of doing that. First of all, it's not just a voiceover where a person just listens to somebody's voice and sees a deck or a PowerPoint. I was teaching live and videographed. So you see an instructor, you see a human being. That breaks the monotony. The second thing is each course has a highly interactive workbook. The workbook allows them to take notes. Taking notes is important. I've always believed that people learn more as they write. So between the live part, where it simulates live instruction and an interactive workbook, that really keeps them focused, Rita. That's great. Yeah, I'm definitely like that when any anytime I'm trying to take in information, if I'm not taking notes, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you 100% there. So in your opinion, who is most likely to benefit from this new online training? Well, I really would say that there's a one word answer to that. It's everyone in that the newcomer truly will gain knowledge. The experienced will refine their skills. Sales personnel will be able to take dozens of tips to the market and increase their selling transactions, the number of transactions they do. Back office personnel will get a bird's eye view of leasing, which makes their jobs more meaningful. Management will get tips on how to propel their business forward. So when I say everyone, Rita, it's not a stretch. Let me explain. It's a conviction. Having taught for as many years as I have, in my classrooms, my audiences were always mixed, mixed in the following context. I had newcomers, I had well-heeled people. I had people from the front office, I had people from the back office. And you know what, at the end of a two-day seminar or whatever the duration was, based on the feedback, the evaluation sheets I got, honestly, everyone learned. So everyone benefits. But particularly here, it depends on the course. Without belaboring, I'll just provide you with the details of the five online courses. Winning with Leasing is an extract from my flagship seminar called Winning with Leasing, attended by about 35,000 individuals throughout the world, mostly in the US. It starts from ground up with the two types of leases, but quickly jumps in to the powerful benefits that leasing has, talks about how salespeople should counter objections, deliver customer needs. It's truly a must for everyone. It's a primer. Another course, Accounting for Leases, a customer perspective, gives the salespeople the ability to understand in simple terms how customers book the two types of leases and what the impact of the leases are on their financial statements so that the salesperson can come up with the ideal solutions. Then I have a course on profiting from vendor leasing programs. It covers the different types of programs. It focuses on vendor motivations, gets into the complexity of revenue recognition, and eventually 
again provides the viewer with tips on how to enhance the benefits to all three parties, the vendor, the lessor, and the lessee in these programs. The fourth one is management strategies for success. It provides management with strategies, I'll keep it simple by simply using that word again, with strategies to enhance their profit. And lastly, I really felt, and in that interview, you had asked me, what should today's leaders be doing differently? And I really said there was one thing I wish they would do differently. The true lease, the fair market value lease, is really not there as much as it used to be. We really now have loan equivalents. The distinction when it comes to the world of leasing has to do with the true lease versus a loan equivalent. So my last course is called the 30 Extraordinary Benefits of Leasing, which talk about the powerful benefits of fair market value leases, of true leases. So that's a long answer to say the benefit, of course, comes to different people, different types of uh, positions based on which course they're viewing, but everyone benefits, Rita. It sounds like it. it sounds like a really comprehensive group of training uh, courses there. So for any of our listeners who may be interested in learning more about these trainings, where can they find more information? The uh, best thing I, li I like to interact with uh, people in our industry is they could either get in touch with me at my email address, sudhir at amembalanassociates.com, or call me at 503-867-5065. I'd love to hear from people who are interested. Fantastic. We're approaching the end of our time here. Any final closing thoughts from you? Well, just one. And I've put this in my brochure on the online courses. It's a quotation from Henry Ford. What it says, the only thing worse than training your employees and having them leave is not training them and having them stay. Yeah, that's a great way to end this and such a powerful quote, something really to think about. Well, Sudhir, thank you so much for talking with me today. I've enjoyed this conversation. I'm really excited to, to learn more about these trainings as they come out and, and impact the industry. It's been great talking with you. Thank you. As I said at the onset, thank you for having organized it. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.